Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, gang, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast. With me, your host, Andy Goldson. Yeah, that's it. Him with the hair. The long... Anyway. We kick things off today with reaction to the FA Cup action. On, of course, my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar. With me, Andy Goldstein, and the fun boy, Jason Cundy. As Man City beat Swansea. Leicester beat Brighton in the last minute. And Everton dumped out Jose Mourinho's Spurs. Everton 5, Tottenham Hotspur 4. Nine goals shared in the FA Cup fifth round, live on TalkSport. It doesn't get better than this. I feel harsh that we had to lose, in my opinion. I'm sorry to say that. Entertaining, I have to admit yes. Uh, for neutrals, I have to admit yes. Uh, for Tottenham fans, I still have to admit yes, because it's the culture they, they like is... Um, is to play attacking football, which we did. Tottenham have shown a good threat. They've had many, many shots on target, earned corners, um, good situations that they've carved out. But I think it's that risk and reward. The fact that they've got three forward midfield players behind Son, they're probably just letting themselves open to the counter-attack a little bit too much when they commit so many men forward. Too many mistakes that, um, that made the result look like the game was tight when the game in in the way football was played was not tight. One team was much better than the other. I think at some stage he has got to go. I can't see him lasting another season after this season. Wow. If he doesn't bring us a trophy, I think he's out. The only problem is, has Daniel got the bottle to sack him? Because it's going to cost him yeah. a packet. Harry Kane steals away. He goes ahead of Bobby Smith in the Tottenham goal-scoring chance, but he won't be worrying about that right now. Harry Kane, I think he's too good for Tottenham. I, think he's, I, am a, I love Tottenham to bits, but I think he's too good for us I just I don't know why he's still there to be honest he should be playing in Champions League every single season every season he is good enough to win that Champions League he should be winning league titles everyone that plays in the Premier League would love the opportunity to to win the Premier League at Tottenham they're going to have to make big changes because like I said they are short at the moment. Given away onto Calvert-Lewin inside the area. First time shot. What a goal. Brilliant. Tottenham guilty of trying to play out from the back. When you concede five, there's, obviously there's a lot of blame there. You know, the team, you defend as a unit and you attack as a unit. That's the theory. But I have to say, Lloris, some of the goals he let in tonight, some of his... He is a weak link. He's a weak link. And I, I, don't, think he, I don't think he fills the back four, five, whatever the system they're playing on any particular day with any confidence. Mm. I've seen it too many times, too many times again this season. Moving on, I think they need an upgrade. Bernard is free inside the six-yard box and scores a brilliant goal. And once 
once again, Everton are ahead in this crazy cup tie. It means everything to us, doesn't it? Because the fans are desperate for us to win a trophy. As we're desperate to win a trophy, it's been far too long. I think it's been around about 25 years. So we're in it. And, uh, you know, we've got every chance, just like everybody else. We've got something that Leicester had in 16. We've got the togetherness and team spirit. It counts for a hell of a lot. To have that togetherness and that team spirit that we've got at Everton, and we haven't had it for a long time, you know. City are on the front foot again, brought down by Jesus. Forrest it in for three. Manchester City running away with it. But it's important to be, you know, one game away to travel to Wembley in semi-final just in case. So we're going to see the draw. And uh, yeah, one competition, we're in the final now in the next round and we are running well. So just be calm, focus and do the next one. Leicester into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Right at the very end, Ianacho completely unmarked. We're delighted to get through. You know, we, we want to go as deep as we can in competitions. So to get through tonight against a team that's really been informed these last four or five games shows a, a you know a great level of mentality and quality. And now we just got to put that aside now and, uh, and get ready for the weekend. Sheffield United won Bristol City nil. Game decided on 65 minutes. McGoldrick's goalbound shot was handled on the line by Mawson. Mawson, after a VAR check, was sent off. Billy Sharp scored from the spot. To go out like we did to a VAR decision, I've never been a fan of it. And it's going to sound bitter, but I'm just going to be honest. It's not bitterness. It's just, I think, to lose a game like we did. If it was played at Ashton Gate, it wouldn't have been given because we wouldn't have had a VAR, would we? So why at one stadium and, and not the other? I don't even think it was on ball, to be honest. I don't think he's purposely meant to stick his arm out. And the FA Cup quarterfinal draw will take place tonight on TalkSport. Now, who'd be England manager Gareth Southgate, eh? Well, I mean, I'd do it for £5 million a year, but that's besides the point. Well, the big question is, can he fit all his best attacking options into one team? And are Phil Foden and Jack Grealish the new Gerard Lampard conundrum? Let's find out a bit more with QPR striker Super Charlie Austin, Adrian Durham and Gabby Agbon Lahore. Gareth Southgate must every day, must be thinking like, I've got a game in the team, I've got a game into the team. But like he says, he's got players that he likes, players that got them to the Euros before Graham, the likes of Grealish and Foden even in the squads, players that got on the qualification. Is he going to give them a chance? Is he going to give the likes of Barkley, Chamberlain to hit some form before the end of the season because he likes them sort of, do you know, mm. he's, he, he might be loyal to them players, Lingard, he might, if he goes on a run of form, is he going to get back into the equation? There's so many players that we've probably wrote, written off and they might have a future, John Stones for instance. I think we need to pick players that are in form. Let's not pick the players that everyone expects to be picked, oh we pay, pick yep. him because it's Man United, it's Man. you've got to pick the form players. You have to, all right, we're, we're in February, but come the, the bottom end of the season, the back end of the season, I think to help England go forward, we do have to pick the form players. And the best players should play. And then yep. best players will be the form players. Now Foden makes the run and he's clipped it past the goalkeeper and in for a delicious third goal for Manchester City. If he picks an 11 for the first game of the Euros and either Grealish or Foden or both are not in that 11 and England are struggling to get forward and attack and score goals Gareth Southgate has got no future as England manager you can't have two talented players like Grealish and Foden leave them out and then struggle you've got to have a big plan going forward to leave those two out because in the Premier League just let me finish in the Premier League those two are absolutely ripping it up Jack Grealish starred in the 7-2 against Liverpool the champions Phil Foden just tore Liverpool to pieces in a massive game in the Premier League at the weekend but they're doing it both of them are doing it week in week out now so Gareth Southgate cannot ignore those talents can he? Now, despite Manchester United hammering, annihilating, embarrassing West Ham, one nil in extra time in the FA Cup, the game raised more questions than answers for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. 
Should Dean Henderson be the number one goalkeeper? Is Donny van der Beek all that? And should the Red Devils prioritise the cup over the league this season? Of course they shouldn't. Well, let's find out what the Suns, Neil Custis, Adrian Durham and former Hammer, Trevor Sinclair think. I will say, I think they'll fall short of the Premier League. But the FA Cup, you know, Manchester United, with the way they play, with the attacking options they have, I think they've got a great chance. They're through to the quarterfinals. And it wasn't a great game last night, I've got no, to admit. No. The, players that, the players that came in for Manchester United, I thought... Uh, didn't ring enough to the table. You're talking about uh, Van der Beek. And what do you think's going wrong with Donny Van der Beek? I thought he was totally, totally ineffective. And I think he has been every time I've seen him play. I mean, I in his defence, he, he needs a run in the team. But I'm, I'm beginning to wonder why they actually bought him. I'm wondering whether they, they saw a player they thought would obviously do it for Manchester United. And then when he arrived and they got training with them and working with them, they thought, hang on. You know, is there is there a fifteen day sell back clause here or something? He's not getting the the game time. I just feel that like we might not see the best of Van der Beek this season. Then he might get a good pre season with his teammates under his belt, and then next season we might see the better um, Van der Beek, like we have this season with um, Ndombele. It's a, obviously a big call. He's been very loyal to De Gea. He's um, defended him throughout. I think it was only really the Chelsea Cup semi final last season when he sort of was critical and basically saying he knows that's one he should have saved but he's, he's having to defend him too many times and I think De Gea's spark's gone Flicked on runs loose Calvert-Lewin past the goalkeeper and equaliser in stoppage time for Everton denies Manchester United victory where he was earning United points he's now costing them he certainly did against Everton I think it is time <coughs> to bring Henderson in I think he's ready Can United get a shot in? Yes they can! It's Scott McTominay who gives them the lead People will rave about McTominay because he scored the goal and he's not a bad player at all but I had somebody tweet me after full time last night saying he's better than Declan Rice and I'm not having that at all if Man United signed Declan Rice do you think he'd be understudy to Scott McTominay no way not in a gazillion no years no that's McTominay out the team I think if Declan Rice went to Manchester United for sure so which Arsenal Invincible might be coming to England to team up with Jack Wilshere at Bournemouth here's South Coast reporter Alex Crook not him. He's going to tell us more. I'm not sure they're going to make an appointment before this weekend. I think the fact that John Woodgate has come in and, and won both his games and, and won very well at Burnley last night was a good performance from Bournemouth against, albeit a very poor Burnley side. They're happy to keep him in charge until Saturday if needs be. I think that probably will be the case now. That They're not looking to appoint a manager who's been on the merry-go-round. I think they want someone fresh, someone relatively young, someone with new ideas. That would appear to count out uh, people like Tony Poulis and Nigel Pearson, both of whom have shown an interest. I mentioned John Terry this yeah. time last week. He yeah. remains really keen. I think what counts against him at this moment in time is his lack of frontline managerial experience. They took a gamble with Jason Tindall. Simon will say that didn't work out, so maybe they need someone who's been there and seen it a little bit more well, in the dugout than John Terry has. One name that is being mentioned me and this might be a bit of a curveball but it makes some sense as well Patrick Vieira the Arsenal legend certainly has shown some interest in this job he's managed at Nice he's managed in the MLS he was in charge of Manchester City's under 21 side so he's got connections and he's got a bit more experience than John Terry and crucially he's also a former teammate of Richard Hughes uh, from his days at Arsenal Richard Hughes didn't play a lot for Arsenal he was a young kid there but there is a relationship and he fits the profile he fits the big name that they want to bring in now, in the previous edition of the podcast, you may remember that myself and Jason Cundy clashed over West Ham boss David Moyes substituting the sub 
the youngster, the 18-year-old, Odebiku. I think that is absolutely disgusting. If you want to take... Leave a striker on. Leave the kid on. Take Noble off. I'm sorry. Eight, it's eight minutes to it's go. It's going to sound really off. harsh. But it's eight minutes to go. He's taking him off. There can be no sentiment in football. Well, this is Simon Jordan arguing with me as well. There's a surprise. I think you look at it from the other side of the argument. He's 18 years of age and got 60 minutes playing in a major game. You know, so the flip side, of course, you know, people will talk about light bulbing and put on and taken off. But the fact is he played 60 minutes in an FA Cup game. David Moyes has a history of managing young players that goes back to, to Wayne Rooney. I think this is more a, a, a story for people that want to create mischief. I thought that was absolutely disgusting from David Moyes. Giving a kid like that 18 you could ruin the kid, you could break him. 58 minutes. You know, there's a level of fitness that you'll have at 18 years of age. You're not into man strength at that time. The football world likes to create these myths where everybody's got to be completely and utterly demoralised by the fact that he was put on and taken mm. off. I look at it the other way and say, he got 60 minutes. If he'd have started the game and got taken off in the 60th minute, no one would say anything. Now, ahead of the FA Cup fifth round tie against Barnsley, live on TalkSport tonight, Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel. Thomas Tickle has been speaking to TalkSport's James Savundra. He asked the Blues manager what it would mean to him to win the FA Cup. I'm guessing he said it would be quite a lot. Let's find out, shall we, if I'm right. This will be huge. <laughs> this would be huge, absolutely. I mean, the FA Cup is one of the most prestigious cup in the world. It's played in Wembley. Even if you're a little boy in Germany with uh, with no internet at these times and no and uh, and no uh, sports channels where you can watch every game like like nowadays, you know the words uh, Wembley <laughs> for for sure and and the words FA Cup. You notice that it is a big, uh, this is a big, big game uh, to play and a big, big goal to achieve. We know all very well uh, that uh, we can expect everything in, in a game of football, so um, we have to go step by step. But uh, for sure we do everything uh, to prepare this game to win it and to go one, one round ahead. Now, what's it like managing Super Charlie Austin? And what did Villa's John McGinn really say to Sean Dyche about his famous jacket? Let's ask Sean Dyche and find out. There was a couple of things said between us, but it, what goes on the pitch stays on the pitch. It was nothing untoward. It was friendly fire. That used to be standard. Do you know what? It makes a story now. It's bizarre. You know, it's just a standard thing. It was nothing untoward. It was just a bit of light-hearted fun in a moment of that's not so fun in a moment that's serious. But I've got no problem with that. Trust me, no issue with that. It'd be, it'd be actually quite pleasant if there's a bit more of that. You know, nowadays, it'd be nothing like that. It'd be like, can you get a shirt signed for me? You know, that's about as, as passionate as it gets sometimes. So I'll take I'll take the odd, uh, the odd little bit of fun. That's not a problem. Incidentally, well, it's, a, it's a brilliant coat. And by the way, and by the way, if he allegedly said that, because I'm not going to say he did or didn't, it's a very nice coat. I will have him know, and I haven't had it for six years. I've had my eight years in the Premier League. I've had it for about two. Deep cross to the far post. Austin! He's made him 1-1! Brilliant header from Charlie Austin. He once decided to play a diagonal um, against Nottingham Forest in the last 30 seconds. Uh, they went down the other end, got a penalty and took a 1-1, which I wasn't best pleased with that moment. Um, but other, other than that, he's, uh, he, he was terrific for us. Just to clear that up, the reason why it was important is that season, we, we were slipping down the league. It was my first season. I was getting pelters off the fans, getting booed off. It's Forest Iowa, one nil. We'd won the game. There's literally about 10 seconds left. All he's got to do is dribble it. It comes out the back stick from a corner. He's dribbling up the pitch. 
And he turns inside and it's a diag. It goes out of play right in front of the dugouts. Why won't I slaughtered him as well? Because he sort of weirdly didn't boot the ball into the stand. Anyway, they throw it in, boot it down the pitch, and it hits their defender, uh, their centre forward. And Kevin Long makes a challenge. He goes down and he gives the penalty. He literally puts the penalty in. The ref blows the whistle for the end of the game. I could not catch my breath. And we were now looking over our shoulder thinking, we could be in trouble here. Never have I dribbled. No, never have I dribbled with the ball or tried to play a stupid diag ever again. <laughs> it's great here. You're over at me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell I've let it go. <laughs> Now, before I go, let me remind you of some more live football you can hear on TalkSport, or the TalkSport Network, I should say. From 5.30 tonight on TalkSport 2, you can hear live commentary of Wolverhampton Wanderers against Southampton. And then at 8pm on TalkSport, you can hear live commentary of Barnsley against Chelsea. And of course, from 10pm, me and Perry Groves will be taking your calls on Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar. And that's it. Thanks for listening on Acast, Spotify or Apple Pods. Go do whatever you need to do. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcasts out first thing in the morning. Until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.